I want to talk about fairness because life is many things but fair it's not it's it's not fair I mean it's it's not fair that some people are born tall slim and fucking good looking with brains to burn and some people are born short fat and ugly and thick as shit okay so there's an inherent unfairness with life generally and that's okay When you play poker, I'm going to use poker as a bit of an analogy here. Don't worry if, if you don't know poker or know how to play poker. I'm going to be specifically referencing Texas Hold'em, which is my game of poker of choice. But you don't, you don't need to know how to play the game in order to understand the analogy that I'm striving to, to get across or to make. So I'm going to make an analogy between Texas Hold'em poker and life, basically. So in Texas Hold'em, you have a group of people typically sitting around a circular table. You have a dealer and he deals out the cards. And everybody gets two cards. Once everybody has two cards, three cards are upturned on the table that everyone can see. They're no one's cards in particular. They're essentially everyone's cards. So they're face up so you can see exactly what they are. Now a poker hand consists of five cards. So basically between the three that's on the board and the two that's in your hand that no one else can see, that's your, that's your hand essentially. Now, that's about as far as my explanation of Texas Hold'em is going to go for now because it's not the time nor the place. But I just need to get that much across at least. That everyone playing has two cards that they've been dealt by the dealer and they've them cupped in their hands so no one can see them. They're keeping them private. And out on the table are three upturned cards that are nobody's cards in particular, but everyone kind of has access to them to a degree. And between the three on the table and the two in your hand, that's a, a hand basically. You need five cards to make a hand of cards in Texas Hold'em, okay? So the two cards that everybody is given, that's basically your lot in life. That's what you're born with. And statistically, the worst two cards that you can get is a two and a five of different suits. So a two of clubs and a five of hearts. No, it's not. It's a two and a seven. I can't remember. It doesn't matter. Is it a two and a five or a two and a seven? I think it's a two and a seven. It is a two and a seven because of runs. Forget about runs. Statistically, the worst hands that you can be given by the dealer is a two and a seven. Because the probability of you getting a good hand and winning the game are as low as could possibly be given that everyone gets two cards. So a two and a seven of different types, so one's a heart and one's a spade, is statistically the worst hand that you can get. Some people will get two kings, some people will get two aces or two queens, and they'd be great cards to get. Picture cards, basically. High value cards, and you don't just get one of them, you get fucking two of them. So some people start out in life, as I said at the outset, being tall, smart and good looking. And some people start out in life being short, fat and ugly and dumb. Okay? But the thing about a game of poker is there's multiple hands. And what that means is, to play the game of Texas Hold'em, a single game is made up of multiple games. It's kind of like a league. So there's... 
there could be 10 or 20 or 30 hands played but there are multiple hands played in one game it's similar to tennis or even in soccer the, the, the aim of soccer isn't to score a goal because if it was then the first team to score a goal would win but that's not how it works they start off the game they play around and the first team that scores gets a point and then the second team that scores gets a point and so on and so forth and at the end of a set period of time whoever scored the most points at the end of the game wins and Texas Hold'em is something similar you play multiple hands so you're given two cards at the start and you play one small game and you either win or lose that game then all the cards are reshuffled and you start essentially a new game and you're given two new cards so each player gets two new cards and then there are three new cards upturned on the table so that everyone can see and in life it's similar so you get the cards that you're born with and they kind of set you up to a degree but you're given multiple cards throughout your life and life is like a series of games it's not it just is it isn't entirely dependent on what you get given at birth but that plays a big factor because in a game of poker if you get two aces at the start and you do really well out of that hand when you go to play the second game you're at a better starting position than somebody else and if you get a run of good cards at the start of games in a game of Texas Hold'em your chances of winning increase exponentially because the more that you the more hands that you win the more money that you earn the more money that you earn the more you have to play with and life is somewhat similar to that as well and some people are born with a two and a seven off suit in life and it goes downhill from there because their dad is an alcoholic or just you know is a no-show their mother you know got pregnant when she was young didn't get the chance to have an education now she's in a poorly paid job and she has to have two of them in order to feed you and herself and pay the rent so you can see how getting a good start is critical and that look that's just life and I'm perfectly fine with that I don't mind inequality inequality doesn't really bother me that much I want a world where there's people who are better off than other people because some people work harder than other people and some people get a little bit luckier from time to time than other people and that's just life there's nothing you can do about it that's just the way the cookie crumbles tough shit deal with it but and there's a big giant huge fat but here in life there are cheating cunts and there are people who behind the scenes pay the dealer to give them good cards and what's worse is they'll pay the dealer to give them good cards and to give you shit cards or maybe it won't be quite as bad they'll pay the dealer to give them good cards and they'll just ask the dealer, hey dealer, I've been nice to you, you wouldn't return the favour, and just tell me what your man has. Because if you know what somebody else has in a game of poker, that's an advantage. If you've been given better cards than the other people on their table, that's an advantage. 
And all those advantages compile. And we have that in, in life. Some people are born to rich parents. Some people get privately educated. Some families can afford to give their kids grinds. So if their kid falls behind in school for whatever reason, they can give them a little bit of a, a kick up the ladder. And that's not okay. That's fucking bullshit. That's rigged. And a lot of our society is like that. And the people who give out about this inequality typically say we have to level the playing field. Socialism is the way forward. Capitalism incentivizes greed and blah, blah, fucking blah. But what they miss is that there's an inherent unfairness in the world. And they go balls out thinking that because some people are corrupt and some people take advantage and some people fuck other people over, that they have to grab the poker table and fuck it onto the ground and wreck everything on everybody and say, no, 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 we need a new game. And then you ask them what that game is going to be and they haven't really figured out the rules, they don't know how it works, but they know that it's going to be really, really fair and really good and everyone will be great and it'll all be equal. But there's a shallowness to this argument that really bugs the piss out of me. Because I want to fight back against that that corruption, not the inequality. The inequality is there to stay. You need the inequality. Okay? On a sports day, your class has a race. And some kids are faster than other kids. And that's just fucking life. You can't level the playing field. You can't handicap people. You can't take the fastest kid in the class and put a 20 kg weight around them for fairness's sake. Because that's not fair. You're rigging the game. And you're robbing people of an opportunity to excel. And you need that. Now, the kid who doesn't start at the starting line with everybody else, the kid that, because the dad built a wing onto the school, he shouldn't get a head start. That's corruption. That's not inequality, it's corruption. And corruption should be rooted out of everywhere where it's found. And I think, just in keeping what I've been talking about recently in relation to the, to the Catholic Church in particular, but organised religions generally, that's corruption. It's not that there's anything wrong with their, with their doctrine, per se. No more than there's anything wrong with the rules of poker. The rules of poker are essentially perfect. But when you add in cheating bastards or corrupt people or whatever way you want to phrase that, you bastardise the whole sport. And again, in keeping with the poker analogy, imagine at the end of every game, you passed your winnings onto your kids. So you had multi-generational games of poker. And that's basically what life has turned into. You've had people who got a head start 20, 30, 50, 100 years ago. Whether it was, you know, just by giving a good 
processor at birth, by, give, by being smart, by, by being gifted a high IQ when you were born, which is fine. But to compound that wealth over generations to the point whereby you have some people growing up in mansions and some people growing up in social housing. That's corruption. That needs to be levelled out. And this is the first time that I've ever really dealt with this, this topic of, of inequality and fairness and socialism and capitalism. So my thoughts aren't as, as clear as, as I'd like them to be. And it wasn't until I started talking that I essentially could realise how unclear my thoughts were. But in the exact same way as I started stumbling over my words two or three months ago, or maybe a year or two ago, when I started talking about the difference between the soul and the mind, this is what I'm concentrating a bit more time on now. It's, it's articulating my thoughts on our broader society and the corruptions, the inherent corruptions that are in it, and what we might be able to do as a society to root out some of these corruptions. And to not completely level the playing field, but to at least give people in some form of an equal opportunity. And on that note, I'll chat you soon.